If you have a seat for just a second, I'm going to do something I haven't done in a long time, and I'm, I'm asking, uh, frankly, for the forgiveness of, of those that, that haven't, uh, this hasn't happened for a while, but here's what I'd like to do, and this is going to be interesting. Um, I want you guys to stay up here. Where'd you go? Wait, Megan. You can, actually, you guys can come up here if you'll stay up this way. Anybody's here? Guys, here's what I'd like to do. Anybody that is served and serves in Kid City, would you please come forward? Anybody that serves in the coffee bar area, would you please come forward? Anybody that serves um, as a greeter, as an usher, as a section captain, as a musician, as a parking lot attendant of any kind, if we could do this, just line up here, we got all this folks here. If you serve your time... And don't get paid a paycheck for anything. Yeah, sound booth guys. Dude, seriously. Anybody named Casey? <laughs> that's the man right there. Anybody named Gage? That's right. Uh, Judy, you got to come forward too. You got to. I know that. Uh, well, here's the thing, guys. Uh, crowd in. Don't be, don't be shy. Come on in. You, we love each other. Uh, come on in, guys. Ed, Ed, yeah, why are you sitting? Come on, man. Come on. <laughs> Anybody who's a section captain or anything like that, if you're if you greet, uh, and I'm not talking about just today, you may not be scheduled today, but yeah, if you if anybody that does any of these things, if your name is Cody, here's what I want to do, guys. Um, this is something that that really hit me hard this week is that I have not prayed over you guys, honored you guys, um, and just said I love you and appreciate you. More than I could ever tell you. We do not have to do a lot of this. Sean, Sean you got to get up here. You serve, in, you serve in, at, at Shawnee once a month, right? You guys serve, volu- like, like volunteer a lot of your time at uh, Loma Vista. Come on up, seriously. Anybody that does anything, um, if you serve at Merriam campus, please come up too. But here's what I want to do. This is amazing to me, you know, all the different things that has to happen for us to have a church, and not just a service, but to be the body, to be the church. And folks don't get paid, right? They don't do it for money. They don't do it for different things. And when I start thinking about all the different things that have to happen, I'm blown away by the number of folks that, that I see that, that don't get thanked enough. And you could never be thanked enough. But you don't do it for anything other than God's glory. It's so that people can come to know him. It's so that people can come and be discipled. It's so that, like you, like you think I'm crazy, but I have had people say, because somebody greeted them in the parking lot, they said, I'm in, right? Because somebody made me coffee and let me actually bring it into the sanctuary, I'm in. Right? I get to, like, seriously, like, think about that. How, how we sometimes think things are insignificant, but they are absolutely significant in the eyes of God right? Because the sound doesn't crack and be distracting because, and, and Noel Forrester and his wife are, are on uh, uh, vacation or something, I don't know, some about an anniversary or something, I don't know. But <laughs> Slackers, no. But seriously, I mean, he volunteers his time to make sure like we got lights and we don't flood down in the base. Those are things, guys, that, that are amazing to me. Those who are greeters, those who, are, you know, my, like seriously, Carolyn, 
comes in early every week and cleans our chairs. You know why? Because black chairs attract a lot of white stuff. <laughs> right? I, like, for years, people have come in and made coffee early every Sunday, guys. And I'm just, like, I'm blown away. For years, people have come in and sacrificially watched your kids and taught your kids, right? And I'm thinking about folks that are going to be doing this in Loma Vista as we're launching this new campus, as, as people are going to be doing the same, very same thing. I'm blown away by you guys, guys. And so I want to pray over you. I want to thank you. I want you to know that you are loved and appreciated more than I could ever say. And for us, like, like get to benefit from your hard work that you really don't do anything, I mean, other than for God's glory. So let me do that. So if you guys would... If you would pray with me, if some of you may want to just raise a hand toward these folks and just say, we love you. And, but, but Lord, thank you. Thank you for all the different things that are going on um, that, that people do, not for anything other than they want to see people come to know you. We want to see people come and say, come and say that, and, that they became because of, of a greeting or a coffee or because they were taught or because someone asked for their information on a card i mean it's just it's incredible god all the different things that have to happen for us man that people are called to these are not volunteers lord these are leaders in your ministries and we thank you for that lord we love them for that and we love you for making having them to be called for the different things that you've got going on lord it takes a lot there's nothing here that we ever have to do we do not have to have coffee. We do not have to have preaching. We do not have to have music. We don't even have to have clean chairs. We don't have to have parking lot attendance. And we don't have to have Kid City. God, we get to. So that people will come to know you. So that people will come be saved, be discipled. And we thank you for those that, that do all the different things and all the hard work. It's in your son's amazing and incredible name. With great enthusiasm, everybody in the house says, give these ministry leaders a hand, please. Awesome. Thank you, guys. What's that? Oh, donuts. Yeah, we do have to have donuts. Yeah, man. Thank you, guys. What's that? Oh, yeah. That's right. Thank you, guys, man. Doesn't that blow your way? I mean, you think about all the things that we got. That's incredible. So we're going to, God laid that on me this week, man. You know, just, just the different things that are going on. Um, man, it just, it just blows me away. All the things that people do for us to be able to have a church not just not just have a church ser service on sunday but man like a like a an incredible opportunity for different things to happen thank you guys for uh, from the bottom of my heart for that and one of the reasons we do a lot of the things that we do and i think i've i think i've got to meet some of the new folks that are that are in in the service today but but i didn't get a chance to meet with you my name is casey uh, one of the folks pastoring here, and uh, I'm going to put this down since that's cool, because I will trip on that, and it's expensive, isn't it? All right, so, so yeah, all right, so I'll do it, because I am a klutz, and, and as long as, if I trip, I just want somebody to get it on YouTube and post it, I want to go viral, I want to go viral, so, but my name is Casey, I'm one of the uh, folks serving alongside you, and we are in a series now called For the Next, and we are go talking about For the Next You. For the next family and for the next city. Um, next week, pa Pastor Price, by the way, is giving the message in Shawnee. If you haven't heard his message, his his heart and his testimony is powerful. He gave, shared it with some folks 
um, here for that were here for um, uh, came from uh, Oklahoma to serve over at Loma Vista. He got to share his testimony with a few of those folks, and there wasn't a dry eye in the place. And he's actually going to be giving his testimony next week, and we're going to be talking about for the next city. And while we are launching Loma Vista and while we are making sure that, the, that the, as they did 2,000 years ago, they plant churches from city to city to city to city. And then Paul goes back and he says, hey, man, uh, I'm going to come back and I'm going to get some money for this next church and for this next person and for this next city. Right. I just love that whole. That's that's why we do what we do. And I love that. And we'll talk about it a little bit more next week. So, man, I want you to invite friends, invite people to, to hear Pastor Price talk next week. It's going to be an incredible thing. And I, I tell you, it will, it will make a lot of us, man, remember why we do what we do. Amen. And so I love that. And I love what, uh, what God is, is doing in our church. I, I came to find out, find out recently, uh, we are part of a, um, a network of churches called the North American Mission Board. Some of you know who that is and, that, and, and, and all that kind of thing. Uh, they actually help plant churches in Canada, United States, and Mexico. Thousands of churches are in this network. And we are one of 18 churches. I, I, let me repeat that. We are one of 18 churches that the North American Mission Board considers a multiplying church. Meaning that we are one of 18 churches in all of Canada, all of the United States, and all of Mexico that actually plants other churches out of what we do. It's incredible, man. It's an honor. Amen. I mean, it's, it's, it's a wonderful thing. And so for a lot of us, man, we forget why we, why we do the different things that we do. And that's why it was so important for me to, to ask those who are um, volunteers to come forward. Let me do something. I'm going to ask the ushers to come forward. We're going to have a time of offering. I almost forgot about it because I got a little emotional. I got the Clint. I'll give you a topic. Jesus, right? And we'll, uh, we'll do this. Let me pray for the offering real quick, and we'll uh, do that. But this is... While we're offering all the things that we're doing, all the things that are happening, Lord, so that people can come to know the Lord and be saved and be discipled, either here and uh, across town or across the globe. So, Lord, we love you and we thank you for this offering. And as we take it and as we give it, um, may we not forget that that it is you who gave everything for us. And thank you for the offer. Thank you for that gift of salvation. Thank you for all that, Lord, that as we. As we take this, may we never forget, God, what, what you have done. And may you be so very pleased with our hearts and our minds that give. May you be pleased with our generosity and not the amount or the, not the dollars, but with our hearts and minds. It's in your son's name that we pray. Everybody said, amen. So as we're giving, I want to kind of be thinking too about next week as what Ed was talking about we're going to be uh, expressing generosity in a lot of ways. Uh, through our blessing baskets, we're looking to do 63 families next week. But here's what we need. We need folks to, uh, to sponsor those Thanksgiving meals. We're going to buy the turkeys, and we need folks to sponsor $35 for the rest of the, the Thanksgiving meals each. Which is not, not something we could just uh, take out of the bank account and do right now. So maybe one of these days we can. But, but right now we want, uh, want folks to do that. Also, if you know of, of families that need a Thanksgiving dinner, we are giving them out, as Ed said, next week. And, and this is the time of year where we do. And some of you haven't been here for a while. I was reminded of this this week. I've been talking about praying over our big give for the year which is on November 18th, which is next week. And some people are like, what is that? I, you know, just didn't know what that was. 
annually we take a take a Sunday and we take it during a time of Thanksgiving and we 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 ask people to intentionally intentionally pray about what to give make we want people to make it hurt a little bit honestly and because like whenever somebody fasts or prays or does anything sacrificial there's this pain and conflict a lot of times involved when it comes to making a sacrificial offering it is so that we can plant the next church it is so that we can can reach that next person for the kingdom of god absolutely no doubt but it is also for you it is also so that you have a, a time of like a, a, an intentional reflection. What it does, we've had people say, man, I never thought that it would be something that would make it hurt like that. But when I did it, it hurt. But man, God used that in, in so many incredible ways. Amen. I love that. I love how that how it works, because there's something about when Jesus comes on the very, very his first public ministry sermon, he starts talking about money and the trappings of wealth and all the different things that we worry about and that kind of thing. And if we could actually live the way he talked about living, it would be an amazing thing. Amen? Amen. And so this is the this is the one time we get to get to come forward and say, all right, we're gonna we're gonna give financially as a as a body of believers and an incredible offering to the Lord. We're, we've been talking about this whole um for the next series, like this for the next year. This today we're gonna talk about for the next family. And so like everything we do, every time we volunteer, every time we give, every time we are called into ministry of different kinds and we, so we submit to those things that God has called us to do, there's this pain involved, right? But it's not a pain, it's, a, it's more of a crisis a lot of times, but, but people are like, man, I never would have thought. I was talking to somebody this morning, I said, man, you know, it, it's, it's weird, like I've, I've had, we've had people that have been called into ministry in New City that take extreme cuts in salary in order to be able to do what they do. It's crazy, right? But it's only because people are called to do those different things. People do things and they don't even expect to get paid. It's nuts, right? Who does that except for God's, God's people? And so here's what I want us to be thinking about. Like we talked about, like how do we like start engaging in different things that God has called me to do? And this won't take that long to go through some of the scriptures, man, but these scriptures that I'm going to talk about are incredibly powerful. And I want you to be thinking, of how can I like, get to know these more? So, so when, on Wednesday night, if you want to come out at 6.30 and, and hear like, how we go into this stuff a little bit more deeply, right? Like how do we, how do we learn to, to do these things? Man, Mark C. Watson is doing an incredible, how, like if you haven't gone out to that, he has done an incredible job. Of, of diving, literally, like diving deeper into the scriptures and helping us to, to know them more. I mean, I'm, I'm sitting there taking notes. I'm going, dang, man, that is, that is heavy duty, right? It's just awesome stuff. So uh, some of the stuff that you're going to hear about today, I've actually stolen from him. So it's very, very cool. But we've been asking our questions like, what do I see God doing that I think he wants me to, to do more of? We also asked the question, uh, what type of helps will I need to accomplish what I see God doing? What do I need from, from him, and how do, I, how do I get help from him, right? And then we, last week, we talked about what adjustments to my life do I need to make to walk toward what God is blessing? Like, if I'm seeing what he's blessing, and I want to go there, and I want to pray there, then I've got to sometimes make adjustments. Sometimes it's physical adjustments. Sometimes it's residential adjustments. Sometimes it's financial adjustments. Sometimes it's uh, uh, health adjustments or, or something like that. I've got to make those in order to be obedient to what God wants me to do. Today, what we want to talk about is that where do I need to be more, of, more a part of this church family? 
Remember last week what we talked about? Like we talked about that we've got to be childlike in our approach, not childish, when we're talking about uh, it, it, like walking in obedience. And if we're going to be childlike, then we're going to be wanting to be part of a family of believers. Children want to be part of a family. Orphan children want to have parents and want to be uh, adopted, right? You ever, you ever thought about that? That we were orphans spiritually, like what's what Jesus came for? He said because we were destined to have uh, an eternity, a naturally eternity that is in hell, he comes and he saves us, right? And for whoever believes in him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. Exactly right. It's an amazing thing, and it all ties in together. You remember last week we talked about in Matthew 6 when when Jesus said, hey, pray like this. What's the first word? Our Father, right? And it's our Father, right? This is part of us being part of family. Ed said it great. You are my brothers and my sisters. Your kids are my nieces and nephews, right? It's like we are part of a, a family. That's why we want to invite people because people crave this, right? They crave love. They crave being part of a family. Even if they're surrounded by a whole bunch of people, if they don't have love and if they don't have the Lord, man, it just, like, it, there's this stirring. And they might not even know it yet, right? But when they capture it and when they get it, man, like, we can be a part of them, a great, amazing, incredible awakening. He says, our Father, not my Father. He says, your name be Honored is holy, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us, exactly right, our daily bread. And forgive as we, right, have for also forgiven our debtors. And do not bring us, exactly right. Thank you very much. Somebody, you guys got getting that pattern. Into temptation, but deliver. Guys, this is familial. And he says, our father, right? This is why we talk brothers and sisters. Do you realize in the first century culture, when someone called someone else a brother or a sister or a mother or a father, that they could actually be arrested for trying to um, like, like call themselves something that they're not so that they could get someone's property. So this is, this is not something that they took lightly. When somebody called themselves a brother or a sister or a mother or a father or a son or a daughter, there was expected property rights that could be given to somebody, and somebody could expect it. It was a real risk to call somebody a brother or sister or somebody family. In the, and that's an amazing thing that they did it, even in spite of all that. And we sometimes just like, hey, brother, what's up? Hey, how you doing? And don't understand the impact of, of what spiritually it means. Amen? It's what being part of a family is. Isaiah 46, and this is what Mark and I were talking about. Mark Seawals and I were talking about this week. He'll kill me. If I tell you guys that, he doesn't want me to tell, but I just want you to tell you, like, he has a, such an amazing mind and things when he's, when he's talking through things on Wednesday nights. But, but this week, he talked to me about Isaiah 46, because so many times people say, man, I feel like God just has left me out in the cold. I feel like God is just, not a, like, as a pastor, I hear this quite a bunch, and you probably hear it from friends and neighbors, oh, no, I don't need that God. He's a, like, all those kind of things. But listen to this, Zion says, the Lord has abandoned me. The Lord has forgotten me. Verse 15. Can a woman forget her nursing child? Or lack compassion for the child of her womb? Even if these forget, yet I will not forget you. Look, I have inscribed you on the palm of my hands. 
Your walls are continually before me. It's like God says, no, your name is right here. I got you. I haven't forgotten you. You're right here. Remember what Jesus said. He comes on the scene and he says, my sheep hear my voice. I know them and they follow me. No one can snatch them out of my hands, right? It's the same message. It's an incredible thing. It's like he is saying, no one can get you. I'm one of those guys that doesn't believe you can lose your salvation. I am also one of those guys that think that there are a lot of people think that they're saved because they made some confession when they were seven years old. And I'm not saying those are illegitimate or anything like that. But for some of us, we haven't really stepped into obedience, at which, ev- which is the evidence of salvation salvation you know what i'm saying like there are people walking around oh yeah man uh, i made that confession a while back do you obey jesus well 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 no i mean but all i need is to be saved no actually evidence of salvation is doing what he says see what i mean again it's a powerful thing man this is convicting for a lot of like who snap you know like like maybe we got to check ourselves before we as the old school rapper says rickety wreck ourselves paul writes to the church in ephesus and i love this and he starts talking about, man, there's so much. In, man, read the book of Ephesians on your own. I want you to. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm challenging, I'm begging, whatever you want to say. Like, check that out for yourself because there's so much in there that talks about family and talks about marriage and talks about the roles. And he's saying, I'm just, mystery's profound, but I'm talking about Christ and the church. But I want to read you Ephesians 1 and we'll be finished with that. He says, Paul, he said, addressing the people of Ephesus, an apostle of Christ, by Jesus, by God's will, to the faithful saints in Christ Jesus at Ephesus. At this point, people in Ephesus were seeming to do a lot of really good things, and Paul's calling them faithful. Paul's called, he is very encouraged by the church in Ephesus, which is one of the things why when we read Revelation, they had lost their first love, freaks me out. Like it really, like it's one of the things that makes my heart skip a little bit, like there's so much love going on in the church right now in our, our local manifestation of the global body of believers that I go, God, if, they, if Ephesus could lose their love, so could we. We've got to be on guard. Amen? Grace to you and peace from God, our Father and the Lord Jesus Christ. Praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ who has blessed us in Christ with every spiritual blessing in the heavens. In him before the foundation of the world, to the holy, to be holy and blameless in his sight, in love. He predestined us to be adopted through Jesus Christ for himself, according to his favor and his will, to the praise of his glorious grace that he favored us, us with the, within the beloved. We have redemption through him, through his blood, the forgiveness of our trespasses according to the riches of his grace that he lavished on us with all wisdom and understanding. He made known to us the mystery of his will according to his good pleasure that he, that he planned in him for the administration of the days of fulfillment. There's a lot of language in here, but he's talking about coming to the last days, right? He's talking about there's going to be a time when all this is going to be fulfilled. All this is going to be made new. Where are we going to stand, right? To bring everything together in the Messiah, both things in heaven and things on earth in him. We have also received an inheritance, which means that we're royalty if we're in him, right? Wow, 
How could we ever walk around going, oh, I'm nothing, I'm nobody, I'm jacked, I'm messed up, I'm, nobody's doing this and everything like that. I, I got, I, what, man, are you kidding me? You're, you're royalty, right? Predestined. I'm going to talk about that here in a second. That, that confuses a lot of folks. Predestined according to the purpose of the one who works out everything in agreement with the decision of his will so that we who had already put our hope in the Messiah might bring praise to his glory. When you heard the message of truth, the gospel of your salvation, and when you believed in him, you were also sealed with the promised Holy Spirit, the down payment of our inheritance for the redemption of the possession to the praise of his glory. Talk about predestination for a second because we're going to have some language here about chosen, because there's a group of folks that are called, people call themselves Calvinists, and say, nope, you have no choice in the matter. God has chosen you. It is predestined already. But here's the other thing. Jesus says, my sheep hear my voice. No one can snatch them out of my hand. Right? And in Second Peter, it talks about a thousand years is, a, is like a day, and a day is like a thousand years. And the Lord is patient, not wanting anyone to, to perish, right? So I struggle a lot of times with both sides of the equation where people say, oh, yeah, man, it's, it's total free will. And I have struggled with people say, oh, yeah, I, uh, you, can't, you have no choice in the matter. God's just predestined and chosen you. Well, understand something. Jesus also claims in, the, uh, the, uh, in, the, in Revelation when he comes back, what does he say? I am the beginning and the end. I am the one who was, who is, and is to come. All, that, that's impossible unless you're God. Meaning that if a day's like a thousand years, a thousand years like a day, guess what? He's not trapped by linear time like we are. We don't, he doesn't have a past and a present and a future. He just is. That's why he says, when Moses says, who shall I say sent me? I am. Wow. It's very profound. But also, God knows everything. Do you believe that? God knows everything. If he's all-knowing, all-seeing, all-everything, omnipotent, omnipresent, omniscient, all the omnis, if he's all that, then he knows who will and who won't. And it answers all those, for me, it answers all those questions about, what about those people that never hear the gospel? I think God's smart enough to put those who won't in places that they'll never hear it anyway. And... If it's that much of a concern for us, let's go tell them. Right? It's amazing. And so, when we start thinking, God has to tell us and reach us and communicate with us in ways that we can understand it because we have a past and a present and a future, but He does not. And if He could explain that to us, we would be in his presence and that's what's going to be beautiful about eternity because i hear people say hey you think when we die we're going to go immediately into into the presence of the lord i think there's scriptures that say yes and scriptures that say no linearly linearly probably not eternally probably so that's hard to understand but that's why god's ways are not man's ways man's ways are not god's ways god's ways are not god are not man's thoughts man's thoughts are not god's thoughts we can't comprehend eternity but he puts it in places and ways that we can understand it. But the bottom line is for us, we've got to go and be the 
the body. Be the family for those who are orphaned. Amen. I love this. I love this. This is very difficult. But it's when you hear people say, hey, do you have a choice? Yes. Are you predestined and chosen at the same time? Yes. How does that work? It's the only way God can make it work, right? I can't, I can't do that kind of math. I can't have it. That's why God's a, Jesus is 100% man, 100% God all at the same time. I have no idea. But it works because he's not trapped in this thing that we're in. Lost my place. Where was I, y'all? Thank you. This is why. Since I heard about your faith in the Lord Jesus and, and your love for all the saints. He's talking about their love, right? This is amazing when you... When Jesus says you lost that, I'm like, gosh, oh my goodness, that's, that's just heartbreaking. I never stop giving thanks for you as I remember you in my prayers. I pray that the God of our Lord Jesus Christ, the glorious Father, would give you a spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Him. I pray that the perception of your mind may be enlightened so that you may know what is the hope of His calling. What are the glorious riches of His his inheritance. Wait a second. I thought we were the ones that were going to get the inheritance. Guess what? You're his inheritance too. Holy smoke. How beautiful that is. Like he wants. He inherits his peace. Oh. His inheritance. I thought we were going to get. No, he gets us. Oh, man. And what is the immeasurable greatness of his power to us who believe? according to the working of his vast strength. And he demonstrated this power in the Messiah by raising him from the dead and seating him at the right hands in the heavens, far above every ruler and authority, power and dominion, and every title given, not only in this age, but also in the age and the one to come. And he put everything under his feet and appointed him as head over everything for the church which is his body the fullness of the one who fills all things in every way and everybody said guys do you understand how powerful it is how impactful it is to be his man some of us we're trying to figure out like man i don't know if if i have stepped into being a part of of a body yet how do i how do i do that you're struggling with that put that on a connect card give it to where my section captain's at boom boom give it to one of these folks right we got three here give it to one of these folks or give it to me but let it be known that you want to be a part of something greater than yourself bigger than yourself god has god has got his hand on this church like i have never ever seen I've been in church for a while, man. I've never seen anything like this. I, I'm, I'm blown away all the time. People ask me, hey, how's your church? I'm like, I, I, you would not, be, I, I don't even know how to explain it. We're at dinner the other night, and somebody says, hey, tell me about what you do. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, like I think it was 20 minutes later, and she's like, she started eating her stuff, okay? I can't, like, it's incredible what, what God is doing. At Shawnee, at Merriam, here in Edgerton. As we're launching Loma Vista, it's blowing my mind. Had somebody talk to me this morning, said, thank you 
thank you, thank you for this church. In a small way, you saved my life. Are you kidding me? That's why we invite. That's why we go on mission. Because we want people to understand their, their place in the inheritance that we get and the inheritance that we are to God. And so if you're struggling with any of that, guys, put that on. Guys, if you have victory in this, if you see yourself as royalty, if you see yourself as someone, like you have a, a holy, spiritual, godly swagger that you walk around with, man, I want you to help others. Help other people with it. Be that body. Be a brother and sister, an aunt and an uncle, a mother or father, a son or a daughter to one another. Amen. Father, we love you. And we thank you as we continue in worship. We thank you for all the folks that, that do the different things. But we also thank you, Lord, for the next family and for the next people. And for the next city. And we are, man, submitting ourselves to you. sacrificing time that you give, talent that you give, money that you give, skills that you give for the sake of your glory and your gospel. It's in your son's name we pray as we continue in worship. Everybody in the house said,